Hey Matt, welcome back. Hey um, man, thanks. Skiing somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Breckenridge, Colorado. Colorado. That was fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good times, man. I definitely love the scenery. I uh, love the skiing and the, the food is great. It's uh, uh, and just great to be out there. So that was fun. Skied with my uh, two of our daughters and our son and um, had a great time. Yeah, definitely. What was really joyful is watching them progress in their abilities. So that was fun. And uh, yeah, they had some breakthroughs in the slopes, which was really rewarding. And yeah, we, we we drove there and back, which I know is like people think that's really weird, but I'm I'm I love. It looked amazing. I love road trips, so why why not? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, even though I've done that drive numerous times, um, it's about nine hundred. We were driving around the states. Way. Sorry, when we were driving around the states, we um we had a a few days in Colorado in the southeast. Mm-hmm. We drove up to a town called Silver Silverturn, I think. It's mm. the most scary drive I've ever driven. <laughs> there were no yes. like um, guardrails or whatever, like mm. side of the road, mm-hmm. and it was just infinity <laughs> free oh. fall. <laughs> yeah, and we were complaining to a local at our hotel, and he mm-hmm. he just laughed so hard that we <laughs> that we thought that was like a scary drive so like when someone else came into the room he was like hey bill or whatever like come and talk to these flat earthers from denmark <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah it was uh the roads were clear being springtime it was very clear it did snow actually a fair amount on wednesday and thursday so locally in the morning it was a little bit snowy but uh overall clear highway very clear highways so none of that super exciting stuff if you will um sweet yeah it's great that's awesome and i saw you pivot at the company into you're going into the ski business now or (laughs) this is yeah that's right that's right so i've uh i'm that's our we've decided to niche down because that's the advice and (laughs) uh, i think that rather than continue to maintain a product that can support you know, infinity use cases, we should just focus on one of them and therefore have <laughs> only one one hundred thousandths of the market that we could have because yeah. we want people to respond to the messaging on the homepage. And if we're not specific, you know, that won't happen. So we're, we're just going to focus on one way to use Summit, which is uh, simulating a ski town, which we think is niche enough to allow us to win our first customers and raise prices which is the goal of every startup. Okay, sarcasm warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just ran with it. So if, 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 if you've been following the show for a while, you knew at some point I, I left my body and stopped actually speaking honestly about our plans. <laughs> that did not sound like Matt. <clears throat> no, yeah. but you did model like an entire ski town basically in Summit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, Yeah. So one of the things that Summit is capable of that we've never really tapped into is modeling things at a less than one day resolution. So currently you pick the day something happens and you pick the day something starts or stops and you can have something repeat every day, but you don't control within the day when it happens. and, And if you want to do something unique, like I only want this to happen, you know, every Thursday, 
we don't really have a way to do that. So we've got the typical kind of financial model oriented um, recurring patterns by default. So I was uh, standing in a lift line uh, and thinking about queuing and how waiting for something is just like a, such a great use case for simulation because it's very hard to predict like how long a line is going to be just based on like sheer numbers. And you know, I knew this, but I just started thinking about that problem. And I remembered a conversation I had with Derek Reimer like a couple months ago as we were working on something else. And I kind of part jokingly made the comment that, you know, maybe we could expose like a cron expression, little input field oh, yeah, for I users. That. That, that was in the mastermind. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe this, would this be solved if you could enter in like a custom um, cron expression? And, and it didn't solve his particular problem. Um, so I, I threw it away. But then I sort of was thinking again, like, wait a minute. You know, if you, if we did show the user a cron entry field where they could put in five, you know, little expressions, that actually could tell the simulator, like, how often and when to execute an event. So then you can basically schedule events with all the flexibility of a cron expression, which, as you know, it goes down to like the one minute resolution and you can be super specific around like, you know, every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. I want this thing to happen, you know, uh, kind of ridiculous levels of granularity, but it would just scale across, you know, we don't have to have a drop down with like every possible <laughs> you know, uh, field or combination or setting. And so we did, I did that, um, kind of was relaxing on Sunday after coming back. And so Sunday night I opened up the laptop and I was like, I was just thinking about it and thinking about it. And so I wrote, uh, support for cron expressions into the simulator, into the language. And then yesterday, Peter, uh, changed the interface so I could add them through the UI. So, so now what that means is I can, model something that's as fine-grained as like every you know every two minutes this event happens and every five minutes this event happens and so now you can simulate basically you know um events or behaviors at basically any level um as opposed to you know just at the daily level so so now we can simulate you know business activities that are taking place intraday and that's a lot of stuff. You know, you think about like warehouse operations or um, kitchens, like restaurants, restaurant operations, anything that's actually out there in the field, right? Like where there's delays or queues or um, constraints like bottlenecks. There's just a ton of that. And I'm not really aware of any other software, certainly no no-code software that makes it easy to model something like that. So that's my little... Skunkworks project of the week. Yeah, it looks super cool. It was, yeah, I, it was easy to follow, and uh, or at least interesting to follow. Maybe not that easy, but when if when you've seen Summit models before, yeah. I also was just thinking, like, yeah, imagine trying to do something that like that in spreadsheet. Like every two minutes, it was a power move you know, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, every two minutes, you know, some of these things leave here and go here, and then some of them go here, but then there's like a delay of this. You just can't, you just can't do that in a spreadsheet. Like, I think at that point, you've you completely mean? left you the land add, of like. You just add a row for every minute and every day. 
<laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you that's correct. Minute, you add it's a so, rope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I stand corrected. It's sort of like I should never say that because that's like saying you know I challenge you to you, you can't do that with assembly. Somebody's like, yes, I can. Of course, I can. You just you know. Time and pressure. <laughs> add add one to this value and put this in this memory address, and then this like that's true. You could avoid using Python or Ruby and do it in assembly, but you know why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that was the Skunkworks thing of the week, and then we, uh, I guess, if I'm doing my update, the the team was um, hard at work while I was gone, wrapping up some uh, polish and some squashing some bugs and some major new features. So we had a product release announcement this morning that was pretty weighty in terms of new uh, features that are available for folks. So um, that was exciting for sure. I don't know if you saw that yet, but... I saw it, yeah. It's cool. uh, cheating that you have that now for your update. Oh. That yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right, that's right. Last week. <laughs> yeah, so we, we announced the ability to add custom formulas to the output table which we call metrics uh, which i've mentioned on the pod before we have copy paste now which was so requested and so kind of aggravating in terms of like not being able to just say we had it because you know you create these applications and then you suddenly realize like unless it's text like programs don't just automatically support copy paste so we had to do real work to support that and we ended up having like a version where you can copy paste just the events and then another one where you can copy paste like and it'll automatically connect like the routes that are already there for the other events. So you're like duplicating an event on the tree. Um, table formatting, keyboard shortcuts, setting things to press. So like we had a very exciting release. We already had somebody write, write back and say like slick double exclamation points, which I take to mean like, thank you for these new features. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, just paying down that debt of not having the features that people expect is always a good feeling. And I feel like we're getting to the point where the product is, um, it, it, it's, it meets expectations in the ways that like, like it's very differentiated, but getting the product to the point where it doesn't have like a disappointing lack of basic features that people expect out of these things is I'd say equally, um, yeah, equally exciting in that sense. So, yeah, that was the, that's what happened kind of while I was away and uh, just after coming back. That's nice. It, uh, it looked meaty. Yeah, I, I got it. Cool. Lots of screenshots and emojis and text and. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan also makes those updates pretty meaty. So that's um. So that's uh. His domain, and he does, yeah, I think he does a great job. He invests in like creating animated gifs that show off the little features pretty well. So, um, yeah, feels nice. feels really good to just get the copies of that from him. And he says, "Any feedback? Any edits?" And I just like spend five minutes looking at it, I'm like, ah, "Let's tweak this," or "No, it looks good." Every month, <laughs> so <laughs> that's it's nice to have good help. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. What's next then? Yeah, so next we are finishing, big picture, we're finishing, again, the features that I believe people look at Summit now and go, you know, it's just, um, it's odd that they're missing or they they miss them, but maybe don't even express it. So the big one is charts. 
Um, right now, there's no built-in charting abilities in Summit. So you have this table with numbers in it, but you can't plot it on a chart um, without downloading it to Excel and doing it there. So we are going to add charts to the standard set of features. And Peter has already been working on that or started working on that. I think that's going to take a little bit of time because we want to do it well, but we also do want to constrain the scope and keep it, I'd say, simple but effective. Um, so spend a decent amount of time designing, probably you know, focusing on, we don't need to have all the features of Excel or G Sheets when it comes to charts. We really just want to make it easy for people to get a visual and really not have to do much customization. You know, We already have the colors. We already have the timing. Um, we have a lot of things. So uh, I think it can be fairly tightly scoped. And that's really exciting because, I mean, charts are very visual, very communicative in terms of um, insights. And I think it's amazing that people have sort of suffered through the product, if you will, without them for so long. <laughs> but I think that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really nice to have. So um, charts is the next thing on the horizon. And then, um, and then moving our attention to growth-related features. So features that can either, we have two qualifications, that either features that can increase ARPU, so average or ARPC, average revenue per customer, or features that uh, help users share and publish their models as, you know, for the world. So those could be templates, sharing copies, publishing them as web services, which is something that we talked about, or microservices, where people can get an API key and use somebody else's model or use their own model. And to support that work, we actually have a part-time Python developer who joined us uh, this week uh, just for focused work on the API. So he's done a lot of work with Django before and API development and has a passion for FinTech as well, which is really cool in Excel. So I was like, oh, this is really nice. So <laughs> checked all the boxes from a experience standpoint I uh, had a call with him, found out he was indeed available and interested. So we wrote up a contract and he's starting this week. I have a call with him actually in a few hours to talk about the API side and really, really want to have a strong foundation for Summit to be a uh, an API sort of focused product offering. So rather than just kind of have an API that's like, yeah, it's there and you can use it if you want to and here's some basic documentation. Like that probably will be still externally what it looks like at first, but I want the foundation to be good because we want to do things like, you know, usage-based billing and, you know, allowing people to create API keys that they can manage and revoke. And maybe I give you an API key just to one model, but not all of the models in my in my account. So it's a little bit, I, I want it to be more robust than just a basic, um, hey, share the endpoints that we use for the app with the world, like which, which I kind of know is a mistake, but sometimes people do just for the sake of expedience. Um, and that is going to dovetail then and directly with what I said before, which is, okay, you're a user, you have this model, other people want to use it, maybe they want to use it with a form on another website, or maybe they want to use it as a part of their, a part of their own SaaS app, having a solid set of endpoints and an API that you can publish to with your own model really turns Summit into more of a platform than 
just a place where you like build a model and you look at it and you're like, okay, I learned something. It's like maybe you build a model, you publish it as a microservice, and then people get API access to it and you can charge them. Or, you know, we charge them and you make some money, right? Or we split revenue. Um, so I think there's a whole exciting platform opportunity there. And that's what we're going to focus on for really, I'd say, mid Q2 and onward this year is just anything growth related. Product is good. How do we distribute it? And also, how do we help our customers sort of create more value with the models they've already made, right? As opposed to just make more models and make them faster. That's good. That's where we've been. But like you've created a model. What are all the different ways you can share it or expose it or distribute it? That's cool. Yeah. Well, good thing uh, we're going to start to take this podcast more seriously so you have an extra marketing yeah. channel <laughs> and a place to share all the progress. Yes. <laughs> Summit will have this. to take this podcast more seriously too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that but yes, money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I uh, I don't just get to, if I want to do more than just talk about it all the time, then, then I have to pay. Uh, which is you, a good segue you to you, to Peter. Summit three times. <laughs> yeah, three is free. There you go. <laughs> three mention <Beep>. tokens. Yeah, <laughs> you're the editor, so you can you can totally just blank things out. Yeah. So yeah, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's good. As I was saying before we started recording, it's springtime here, which means in American language, that's uh, high 50s, yeah. which is uh, better than it is most of the year. So uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it a rainy spring? I think the answer is probably obvious. No, but... it's been really? super dry, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's been very dry so right. far. Or was it a rainy winter? Okay. Yeah, so far, it's been super dry. Yeah. Which is I nice like it. when you walk through the forest every day. Yeah. It's super muddy. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Yeah, so uh, as you uh, alluded to, I've been doing some work on the podcast. And yes. it's been fun. Thank you. Starting to uh, pull some th- some threads behind the scenes. Um, yeah. For kind of like what I st- started calling the next stage of our journey for this podcast. This episode is still, it's might be the last of the mm. normal <laughs> old school <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I think actually. So if you like this, savor like it. A, yeah a proper intro and maybe mm. even a website if i'm if i'm good um nice. or more of a website than we do now at least some yeah. basic information well i did record the intro and it does mention a website so it kind of needs to be there cool and yeah i've started talking to sponsors um it's super important to me that this um the basically content around sponsors is interesting i I like podcasts where they manage to do that, like Acquired, for example, mm-hmm. where they just talk about it, <laughs> like genuinely. Yeah. They probably have some talking points um, that they brainstormed together with the sponsor, but it's they're sharing their experiences. And, mm-hmm. and f- for our specific uh, case, I also want to just kind of jam on the, on the business of the sponsor because I think that's what we do best. So I'm excited mm. to try that. Yeah. And uh, cool. we had some, we had a few people bite already so um i think we're gonna have a sponsor next week yay have a verbal agreement yeah. with someone for the first month and it's uh, really cool i also have some well not formally proposals but almost proposals um out currently so we'll see if any of those come back 
Yeah. And uh, it's great. Yeah. They're all good, um, good products for us to talk about because we're either users or fans or mm -hmm. they have an interesting business model or marketing marketing strategies or you know stuff there's a lot of stuff we can talk about so sweet yeah and if people have a business like that they would like us to talk about they should reach out to me and um maybe they'll get to sponsor us in like yeah a very long time for a long time from now if all these proposals are <laughs> come, come through yeah positively. you're just like yeah you're just batting a thousand man that's amazing yeah no thanks for uh Thanks for the hustle. I, I love seeing the progress. I think the the money part is obviously important because it makes other things easier or possible. But I think just adding the structure we talked about, packaging it better. And I think actually having sponsors does package the podcast better. It makes it clear that it's, yeah. you know, it's being taken seriously by, you know, the audience and by the, by the folks that are running it. So yeah, I think it's great. And, um, we keep the quality going up as well. I think that's part of the packaging. So um, I appreciate yeah, the hard work, man. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm I'm enjoying it. We, I mean, it's it's fun to start to think about it as our little media brand brand in a sense, and as it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be even its own entity soon, which is cool. yeah, smart. Yeah, so been doing work on that and. Um, not very much yet and it's it's right now it's my uh nights and weekends project to <laughs> work on the on the podcast i'm also gonna um i have i don't not sure if i've mentioned this but I've, i'm planning to start my own newsletter as well to start collecting cool. some of those sweet email addresses so if people go to my twitter account now they actually i signed up for review i don't know if you've seen that but if you sign up for review hmm. which is now owned by twitter you can just have like a button on your Twitter profile where people can literally just click uh, one button and, or maybe also like a confirm button and then they get subscribed to your newsletter. Oh, so right. I'm not even okay. sure that I'm actually planning on using a review, but they have a Zapier integration. So I guess like you could just use it to collect emails. You don't even have to send it from review. Mm. And I also mm. did one for out of beta. I created a Twitter account for out of beta. If people yeah, want to follow that cool. out of beta pod. And uh, there's also a review link for that. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a cool hack for people to do because for the out of beta one, I gave the the title of the podcast is more of a call to action because I wanted people to click on the button. So mm. I actually don't want to send the email from review because then the, the newsletter is going to have a funky name because it's more of a call to action. <laughs> Smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Nice. Nice. I see that. So literally all it takes is like go to review, sign in with twi your Twitter account, and then mm -hmm. like go to settings and enable Twitter and it's going to pop up on your Twitter account. And, you know, even if it's just a few people, like then you have their email address, which could yeah. be handy later on or if Twitter disappears or something like that. Nice. Cool, man. This looks good. Yeah. Uh, so just thank a, you. a little hack that I learned. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think, um, as we said, there's just like... A bunch of obvious things that will help make this a yeah. more permanent uh, piece of content and, and channel so glad we're doing it uh, we worked pretty hard to get this thing off the ground so let's uh put it yeah let's, like, not waste it <laughs> right that so another thing i did is when i was working on the intro i um 
I went through some of our old episodes just to try to see if I could find some sound bites I wanted to use for it. <laughs> mm. I create so I I didn't end up using any of those actually, but the first version of the intro I had started with you, it, basically from episode one saying I'm Matt Wensing, you're Peter Soom, and we met in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the beginning of a novel a very very interesting novel (laughs) or screenplay at least yeah yeah it's good so uh yeah i had a lot of fun with that actually if people want to like check out an old episode and if they're like fairly new listeners there's an episode um called 2019 potpourri i don't know how to say that in english actually yeah potpourri Uh, and um it's at, at back then i was very like insistent on having an episode every week and there was one week over christmas where we couldn't record so i was like we're gonna have something so i listened through all <laughs> our episodes for the first year incredible took the most interesting bites and put them together <laughs> into one show and it's pretty good actually still yeah that actually yeah that's a good one yeah i'd go back and listen so what are you doing with that now are you gonna Try I'm to not doing anything with it. Okay, but I, yeah. I do have a Notion page with like quote funny quotes from the podcast. That's that good. I'll maybe use for something one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Or, or you know, but I will, I will make out of beta website, merch because um, <laughs> we're gonna have like a, a start here page basically. So yeah, I might ask you good. to like do like an intro or something about yourself. Sure. And then um, we're also, I am also planning to do like some kind of like curated content because we we have so much content. We have like. 100 hours or something like that mm. so we i don't think people even remember kind of like the guests we had on and stuff like that like do you even yeah. remember you had um i think you had chris savage on at some point oh yeah Patrick yeah Campbell, and we like went we've deep dive in their businesses ben orenstein yeah. benedict and simon snapshooter yeah. mm-hmm. i always gotta call out snapshooter simon uh, snapshooter <laughs> that's his name right <laughs> it is his name um yeah so uh, anyways funny uh a lot of stuff going on with the with the podcast and uh yeah people will start to see see it soon very exciting uh, i'm seeing it i'm excited yeah on the on the reform side of things uh let Uh me share something well it was bad it was a bad thing because something broke that shouldn't break but it was also hilarious (laughs) Mm. i i I thought it was hilarious Uh, i did i wasn't the one who had to fix it um but uh, so we use a library to generate the social cards for when people share a form on social media. So it has the name of the form, oh, yeah. the title of the <laughs> form, and then if they uploaded a logo, it also shows the logo. Yeah. So one day, I'm. Uh, oh, it was actually the form for the for taking on sponsors. I think uh, that I created. I created like an auto beta a reform account, and I, I created a form f- to like get basically people who wanted to sponsor a podcast to fill it out. And then I posted it on Slack to share it with you. And then I was like, wait, why is there a Savvy Cal logo on this form? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's weird. Yeah. And then I I was like, hmm, let me see if that is happening to other people. So I went on Twitter to search for uh, reform links. And the first one I saw was one that Michelle uh, from Geocodio had posted uh, for their podcast, Software Social. And it Ruh-roh. also had a Savical logo on it. <laughs> it's like, this is, this, is, uh, this is not good. And so the thing is, 
I know that for a lot of different things, we use Savical's logo as a placeholder because we, when we started designing Reform, we didn't even have our own logo. So we just used Savical's logo for everything because Derek was our first kind of use case. Mm-hmm. And so we would design stuff and send it to Derek and, and be like, hey, how do, how do you like this? And it would have a Savical logo on it. Yeah. And um, so before I even, that's how far I got. And then Derek messaged me and he's, it was just a screenshot of Michelle's form that she'd posted on Twitter. I think most people didn't notice because people in this community are so used to like seeing each other's logos. Yeah, so Michelle didn't it even notice. Subconsciously, it just slips through. It's amazing. But it's like a Nike. Lo- Derek noticed. So see, seeing the Savvy Cal logo on something is like just seeing the Nike swoosh. You're just like, right? Oh, it's a Nike <laughs> yeah. thing, or like a Formula One car with a bunch of logos Savvy on it. <laughs> I I actually thought that uh, that the really fun twist would have been like, and thank you to our first sponsor. Savvy yeah. Cal, <laughs> who sponsored the forum for other sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Just roll with it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have sponsors for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap the logo on everything. But you were sponsored yeah. by Ferrari, and I'm sponsored by Patagonia today, so. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. Just slap a Savvy Cal sticker on, on it. Yeah. Totally. It's like a laptop. Yeah. Anyway, so so I, I messaged Bjorn, and I'm like... um. What the, what's going on here? And he's traveling, so he's in like, we have like a six hours uh, time difference right now. Um, but he was awake, thankfully. He's <laughs> like, that's really weird. And then, so what had happened? What like first of all, I I thought this is not good because like we have some high volume users. <laughs> and if, oh yeah, is this happening to everyone? Right. And then I and I couldn't think of like what would be between michelle's form and my form what would be like kind of like the, the common denominator between those that would make that happen and <laughs> then like certainly we both didn't upload the savica loco by mistake <laughs> yeah right that, that so um, that's a no we we've had like different ways of storing um when people upload their logos and because we want we like when we change stuff like that it needs to be backwards compatible with forms that are already live somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of different like code that just checks for like, if it's an older version of the form, like then the logo looks like this or then it looks like that. Mm-hmm. And then we have this library that we use to, um, to generate the, the, the social card so that in that library, we have a template um, and the template has some dummy content that is replaced by the actual content. And I think I know where this is going. It has the logo. <laughs> in the template? In the template. Mm. And then normally that would just get removed if you don't have a logo, which neither I or Michelle had. But if you had a logo and then removed the logo, at some point it looked like you were on an older version of the form. So it would expect the logo to be somewhere else. And then when it went to look that, you know, somewhere else, there was no logo, but then it did not remove the, the, the placeholder. Uh, <laughs> so it's very edge case example. And I haven't found any other forms where it happened. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and then um, another neat little public service trick uh, or a tip for people is, if something like that happens to you and you're already posted the thing to Twitter, um, it's you it's it's gonna stay like that. <laughs> mm. know, they're not gonna update that social card unless you go 
to the Twitter cart validator and put the same URL into that to uh, see a preview that mm. actually will hard uh, reload the cache or bust the cache mm. for the social card nice. every time you do it. <laughs> Man, that's so, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I messaged you, Michelle and she was like, "Oh, I hadn't even noticed." <laughs> <laughs> you handled that well, man. I that would have, or maybe you're just hiding it well because I can imagine like the extreme feelings of just sort of emb- like the embarrassment vibes that come through. So bad. <sighs> it's fortunate. It's just like a small. Yeah, it's afterwards. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was our small community, if you will, that didn't get interact with that. Like basically, a lot of people that know you, but at the same time. The, the panic of like, do I have customers right now who have a Savvy Cal logo on their social cards? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you think like, you're like, you know, at, at base camp, like famously when they had that big, you know, kafakal going on, mm-hmm. like they had that name with, or list with funny names or something like that. Like you do, yeah. you like sometimes when you're just like, thinking you're funny like you're doing a lot of random stuff you know yeah just glad this wasn't the case of like us like doing something really like immature or like bad. oh true <laughs> yeah know? for the savvy the savvy cow logo could have been anything it could have been way worse <laughs> it could have been way worse that's true <laughs> yeah yeah so um i think michelle was the only victim in this case and uh, <laughs> she didn't seem to mind uh too much and we we fixed it quickly and um I even told her about it. Yeah, that's so, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for good for your brand there. Actually, um, good for Savikal's brand. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, good for his brand that no one noticed because they're just so used to seeing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, man. What so, good recovery? Uh, as yeah, as they say in skiing, when you when you're about to fall, you catch an edge. It's not the mistake. It's like if you recover well, that's still impressive and. <laughs> you recovered so you, you st- <laughs> good um yeah. but i, I had a little way worse but it was, i had a little panic attack on your behalf. happens again uh the reform logo is in the template instead of the savvy cow logo that's so, probably makes sense yeah just a, in case it shouldn't it shouldn't show up but if it does it's a better default <laughs> it does sound like a better default i mean a white pixel might be the best default but yes <laughs> yeah um yeah, so the other big thing that's happening in the in the business is we're working hard on freemium and uh, the new pricing. Woo-hoo. Yeah, exciting. Uh, uh, yeah, last week basically. So I've had a lot of like different little things on my plate, marketing related. You know, send this update out or write this blog post or check this thing or do that thing. Last week I just had to say the only thing that matters right now is getting freemium shipped because it's so there's so much work and there's so much like deep work required to like make sure that everything worked with plans and mm. different flows for different people and that everyone is going to have like a semi good experience with it. And that we've yeah. so- thought through like how, what is this going to mean to like all our different customers mm-hmm. and how is this going to get launched and rolled out? So I basically had to say, okay, the only thing I'm doing until freemium is released is working on a freemium and then um, that's good unless something is burning yeah 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 you, you have to so, make you have to make room otherwise yeah just there, there's way too many steady state duties yeah. 
that you can't get and it ahead. was just one uh one big mess in my head because we had like five different prs like pull requests on github for like different stuff that needed to get done uh, there was like prerequisites or migrations or just yeah all this stuff required um so you know one hard thing was figuring out what the actual plan is going to be and the other thing is actually making that a reality or making that happen mm-hmm. so like, yesterday bjorn and i had a long meeting where i have kind of mapped out a plan for how to oh, everything that needed to happen and we we categorized everything or like moved everything around so we had basically a pre-launch list which is everything we can do to prepare every migration we can make every change we can make to the code so it looks more like it's going to do um after we launch this basically make sure that the the stuff that actually pushes this life is as small as possible yeah nice Um, because then it's like a less of a mental blocker and it's less scary to push the button so basically when we're done with this our whole like feature gating framework is out it has it is actually out already but it's not hooked up to stripe yet but basically hopefully by the end of this week or during this week that's all going to be released so technically we have everything we need to support freemium all we need to do is basically assign freemium features to new cust or new users nice okay so basically um (laughs) when someone signs up make sure they can publish a form but like the free version of the form so and and that's like a super tiny change that's probably going to be like a few lines of code but it's like mm-hmm. because we released all that stuff in the back end that's going to have a there's going to be a big change yeah and i'm i i we have to end now but uh, i just wanted to kind of like put it on the record that i think this is the biggest bet we've made for reform i and i agree i can't wait to see the the outcome yeah it's a good bet bjorn asked me today what the metrics look like and i was like i can share them with you which i did of course but i don't even look at them myself anymore because once this is launched our mrr is going to change it might probably going to drop significantly and it's going to look completely different from here so it doesn't really matter what it was before like it's a new business model so yeah it's a different engine you know it's like yeah. uh sure the other one was going faster but you you had to hit the brakes and shift right yeah so let's go and we've we've had more than hundred thousand form views in in this year already and we're in the middle of march and i can't come up with any ideas that are bigger than having a free plan where a lot of form views turns into reform impressions Yep. So it's the bet I'm going to make, and it's the best bet I can think of. Yeah. I, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got enough intuition and and evidence here to make this bet. So I'm just excited to see how it plays out, man. Really excited for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. No, it's on the record. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go back. It's happening. Yep. Cool, man. Hopefully, it's out next time we talk. Absolutely. Cool. Well, good catching up. Yeah. Likewise. Talk to you later. All right. Bye for now. Bye.